welcome to another discussion between me, Khaled Sophia, or Khaled Sophia, if you can pronounce it properly, and E. Michael Jones. I'm very excited to have him back. It was great fun and uh, discussing uh, Iran and the problems there. This time we're going to be talking about the marriage crisis. I thought it'd be great to talk to Michael about this because he is trying to combat this issue um, from a Christian point of view. I am also a believer from even let's say humanitarian point of view, from Islamic point of view especially, that we really need to solve this massive problem, both in terms of population issues, we're having a population implosion, but also we've got very frustrated and unhappy people. It's not nice to be out of relationships. You know, we've got 50% of women under 30 not married in the UK and the West. There are endless problems um i could keep going on with the statistics but before i do i just want to hear michael's great voice michael can you tell us something about yourself for people who don't know you yeah um i i was bo born and raised in philadelphia um and at the age of uh i went to uh, catholic school there uh and around the time I started college at St. Joseph's University, I, I had this feeling that uh, I was involved in a, a repetition of the four years I had just spent in high school. Uh, I, I don't know exactly why I had this feeling, but I, I realized at that point that I wanted a life. And I, the only way I understood then, now this is a time of deep confusion in my life because it was the middle, or let's say the beginning of the culture wars the beginning of the Cultural Revolution in the United States. Uh, I don't know when you want to date that, but uh, I uh, started college in 1966. 1965 was a seminal year uh, in the culture wars. Uh, the, uh, the Jews had broken the Hollywood production code. The Catholics were in retreat. The Vatican Council had just ended. There was a state of confusion throughout the Catholic Church. And I was at a Jesuit institution, and the Jesuits immediately felt that they were going to be the avant-garde of whatever it was. It's become now homosexual propaganda among the Jesuits. But at that point, it was something else. It was just confusing. And uh, I was a very confused uh, 18, 19-year-old, and I decided I needed a life. I needed to embark on a life, my own life, instead of the life that my parents had provided for me. And I realized the only way to do that was to get married. Now, I don't know why I felt this way. No one was telling me this. The Jesuits weren't telling me this. It was simply part of the cultural patrimony that existed at, at that time. And I'm trying to say at this point that most of what we understand about sexuality is cultural. And this is precisely the problem that you have uh, in England. Okay, you've got, you've got a culture that has collapsed. Now, why did it why did it collapse? Well, basically, the long answer to that question is the Protestant Reformation, which basically uh, corrupted the Church of England. Uh, what what happened 500 years ago, roughly, was a looting operation. It had mm. nothing to do with religion. Mm. It was uh, certainly in England. England had nothing whatsoever to do with religion. Would nothing. you, if we were to put put it in one word, godlessness was the problem. 
because when you throw God out the window, you throw morality out the window, there's no such thing as you only, you're left with subjective morality, whatever's moral at the moment. And that tends to fall apart slowly, as we can see but you in front of us. People, yes, I'm, yeah. I'm saying at the beginning, uh, let's say in uh, England in the 16th century, it was very confusing because there was no such thing as godlessness in England at that period of time. What you had was a group of people who were saying, now we are the church. Mm. Uh, those people, took, uh, we're just going to move in our people into these churches. Everything's going to be the same. Just go along with the looting operation. It's just a, a new group of people is in charge. Well, So people hijacked religion, hijacked absolutely, religion absolutely. and threw out the contents of the Bible. Well, they didn't throw out anything. It looked exactly the same. My, well, they didn't my, follow any of it. No, no, wait a minute. Oh, sorry, it, 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 was, it was a very confusing time. And if mm. you want to understand the depths of the confusion, I recommend Shakespeare because he was living right in the middle of this. Interesting. But basically, okay. basically uh, the, the aristocracy could not resist the temptation to steal church property. Hmm. But I don't, I don't want to get too historical because I want to be super practical. I'm going to put, I'm going to suggest some ways in which we can fix this serious problem which we're facing right now. Maybe you can give some historical context when you give your answer if you think it's necessary. Um, but I feel like it's there are three major issues relating to marriage at the moment. People don't know why they should get married. There's a massive movement of people. Uh, it's called men going their own way because they've had enough of um, the breakdown of marriages and losing all their money when they get divorced and so many other problems, the lack of trust between sexes. Um, and uh, and generally, they because there's no moral, they don't, they, a lot of people don't have any moral values, so they don't mind going through prostitutes um short-term relationships there's so many other reasons why um i don't think they're good reasons but basically the lack of morality is saying leading people away from even getting married at the first in the first place then there's another problem is how to get married that's a massive problem because we've got apps that only serve four percent of the population four percent of the men i should say um uh and so very few people most most people let's say uh between i think the ages of 18 and 30 have had no sex for a year uh they're not even trying to have a relationship that's how bad things are um and then finally staying married obviously that's a massive issue i think that's one of the reasons why people have started giving up on marriages because most marriages fail in the west um, so those are the major issues. I'm just going to put forward one idea about how, why we should get married from an Islamic point of view. Um, and the main reason is it makes you a better human being. So I'll just quickly quote from the Holy Quran a few ideas. So the Quran says, uh, they are a garment for you and you are a garment for them. So it's using metaphorical language and the garment, the function of it. Uh, and this is shown in the sayings of prophet muhammad but but in short it gives you comfort it gives you connection between two people it gives you protection against immorality and it gives you it adds to your beauty so by being 
by committing to a relationship, you actually grow up as a human being. When you don't commit to a relationship, you stay effectively as a child because you don't know how to be patient with other people, how to be kind to other people when, uh, even if you don't have to, etc. So, um, and what else have I got here? Uh, the Quran, I mean, there's a saying of Prophet Muhammad where he says, uh, whoever Allah has provided with a righteous wife, Allah has assisted him in half of his religion. Let him fear regard, fear Allah, that is God, regarding the second half. Essentially, uh, marriage is half of faith. Why is it half of faith? Because it takes half the uh, religious values to maintain a marriage which includes kindness and generosity and understanding and all, lots of other moral values. Um, so in short, you, you, if, you, if you realize there's a God and the purpose of this life is to develop into a better human being and the best thing you can enjoy in this life is inner peace through be following your designed purpose and that, you're, that is to become a beautiful human being, you should get married. Um, and that is in the example of prophet muhammad who said you know marriage is my way if you don't follow my if you don't if you don't marry you you are not of me so you've got an example of prophet muhammad saying this is how you behave this is how you become a truly beautiful human being a bit of a problem in christianity is you don't have that in the role of jesus as we know it in the bible i think jesus would have been married um, because he's an Orthodox Jew, but now I'm kind of straying into your side. But um, yes, how, how do you? What do you think about that? Do you think that's a good solution? To be, it, it does make you a better human being, and that is the way of God. And how do you yes. respond to the fact that it's not in the example of Jesus in, in Himself? Yes, I agree with you. Uh, what what the Quran is proposing here is the traditional understanding of marriage. What Islam ha has done is basically preserve traditions uh, in a way that has protected it from all of the uh, advances, the corruptions, whatever you want to call in the West. Islam was off by itself in a world all by itself until I'd say the 19th century when the British Empire arrived and started conquering the Islamic, uh, the Islamic world. Uh, if you go to uh, Chinese Gordon in the Sudan, uh, the response was the uh, uh, Mahdi's army. Uh, the response, uh, Mahdi's army conquered the Sudan, 30,000 men uh, inspired by religious zeal, tried to drive the English out. And then uh, Kitchener showed up at the Battle of Amdurman with machine guns and mowed down the uh, Islamic army and caused trauma throughout the Islamic world because of the technological superiority. At that point, we entered into a phase where we're all part of the same world now and nobody can hide out anymore. Uh, no, There's no hideouts anymore anywhere in the world. So we're all gonna have to come to some type of understanding of how the tradition fits in with the anti-tradition. Sure. Okay? But what is Christianity's answer? That's what I'm looking for. Christianity's I, I, answer is that God created, it's in Genesis, okay. male, male and female, God created them. So this is part, there is a plan here by God, okay, uh, that involves the division of the sexes, okay, which is now being contested by transgenderism. Uh, it also involves the joining of those sexes in marriage, 
And the, the fruitful, uh, it also involves welcoming the fruitful result of sexual intercourse with his children. This is all part of God's plan. You can explain it simply by looking at the nature of the sexual act. You can do it by that. And that's, that's, that's it. That's God's plan. And yeah. traditional cultures all understood it because if they didn't understand it, they wouldn't, be, they wouldn't exist. You have to have this as a condition for existence. Does, does Christian the Bible somewhere say the benefits of marriage besides being going forth and being fruitful, i.e., having lots of children? That's I, I, I'm aware of. But yeah, of course it is. That, yeah, you go read the Psalms. The Psalms, you know, your wife, that, no. your wife is a fruit, a fruitful vine. The children are, are it's all it's all in the Psalms, and the and uh, the, the Christians adopted the Psalms as their their prayer because the new testament is the fulfillment of the old testament so we're talking about something that is tradition and yeah. was preserved in all traditional cultures including europe as well up to yeah. a certain point up to a certain point and i tried to say at the beginning that the beginning of that disruption was the reformation okay so i agree that at least in judaism and christianity if it's an extent continuation of judaism it's what got the same moral values that Islam had regarding marriage and the value of marriage and the importance of it. Um, but there's a bit of a problem in that the biblical story of, and I think this is one of the, the issues that might be um, stopping maybe Christians truly following marriage. And that is that Jesus in the biblical story didn't get married. He didn't have children. Um, and as Muslims, we've got an example in Prophet Muhammad. He did get married, he had children, and he said very clearly, this is what you should do. How do you resolve this? Because I think it should be resolved. I do believe Jesus would have had children and would have got married, but it's not in the biblical story. How do you resolve this problem? Because Jesus is God, and Jesus uh, comes from a transcendental realm where there is no marriage. Okay, okay. So Mar mar marriage, marriage exists here on earth for the reasons I've already described. Right. Uh, but then somebody came to uh, Jesus and said, there's, a story. Like, I, there's this woman here. She married one guy. He died. She married another guy. He died. She married, another, she married seven guys and they all died. Now, who is this woman going to be united with in heaven? Hmm. Well, the, Jesus said, there is no marriage in heaven. And Jesus is a, a representation of that transcendental sphere where there is no marriage because it's not needed in heaven. Mm. Okay, this so is, is Jesus an example for us to, for Christians to follow? Of course, of course he is. And okay. some people and, and the church has uh, reserved this option for people who do not want to get married. You can live like an angel on earth by uh, consecrating yourself to the Lord, the consecrated life, which means you take vows of poverty, chastity, and obedience. And this is uh, Jesus Christ, uh, uh, the church affirms this as a superior way. But, right. but that's a bit of a problem. Okay, go on. But no, it's not a problem because it doesn't negate the normal way, which is to join in marriage. In many ways, this preserves that in a way that uh, uh, the secular culture cannot preserve. There are let's say, let's say people... everybody took the option of the superior way of not getting married, as you described it, we would have a big problem. We wouldn't be able to solve the population implosion as a need for 
people getting married, the value of people getting married, etc. Um, how do you resolve? I, I, I certainly do not see it as a superior way. I see it as a way to pedophilia. We can see that statistically. Um, yeah, first of all, you're, yeah. accept, you're accepting a Jewish propaganda campaign when you talk that way. Oh, okay. The, the, the priest, first, first of all, the priest pedophile yeah. crisis was orchestrated as an attack on the church, specifically in Ireland where it was yeah. very effective and in the United States. It okay. was, I mean, you know, uh, the, you know, the, the, the yeah, Jews orchestrated a campaign against the church where there was, the church had no higher percentage of any of these things than any other institution uh, in the world. Uh, Boy Scouts, do you think the Boy Scouts didn't have a pedophilia problem? Do you think the post office didn't have a pedophilia problem? If that's what you want to concentrate on. Mm. So you're accepting, you're accepting as a datum here something that is a, a category of the mind that was imposed by Jews to, to destroy the church. So that's it's a, not true that there was pedophilia amongst priests? Okay. Or... In, in, in Philadelphia, where I came from, there was a Jewish DA, uh, Lynn Abrams, who basically decided to uh, go in to investigate this. She convoked a grand jury. And after convoking the grand jury, she, uh, she found one case of pedophilia that she could prosecute, at, but published the pictures and names of 300 priests by, to implicate them by, uh, by smearing them with something that they didn't do. Then the DA in uh, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, another Jew, did the same thing following Lynn Abrams' example, and he came up with, I think, two examples, but did exactly the same thing. Published the pictures of 300 priests who cannot defend themselves and try and tar them with the brush of the two priests who could, who could be, uh, well, who are presumably innocent until proven guilty. This is proof that this was orchestrated with political uh, uh, pur purposes in mind. Okay. So if, if, that's, if that's the basis you're talking about, you're not dealing with reality. Okay, if so, you look, if you right. look at periods in American history or England, for example, let's say, say America, where there were a lot of vocations to the priesthood, there was also a, that was also a time when there were fam Catholic families were having a lot of children. Talking about the 1950s, for example, the baby boom. The baby boom is a Catholic phenomenon. Okay, and that's what happened when the church was strong. As soon as the church uh, got weaker. Uh, the priest uh, started acting out on sexual desires that they would have normally repressed, and the people stopped having children. The crucial, crucial turning point, uh, from what I know from growing up, is uh, in Philadelphia when the nuns, the religious orders, turned to feminism. They started preaching some form of sexual liberation. At that point, the girls started acting out. Uh, these are my generation uh, of women who were all in these Catholic schools outside of Philadelphia. Well, when you start acting out sexually, uh, you're probably going to get pregnant because that is the purpose of sexuality. And then you're faced with a crisis. And then at that point, the Jews came in and said, abortion is the solution to your problem. Right. And okay, created a group of Catholic women feminists who hmm. now uh, vote uh, uh, for Jews like Josh Shapiro. Yeah. I mean, are you aware that there's a big problem with pedophilia amongst Buddhist monks as well. If, if you're saying that there was a collapse of sexual morality during the during the beginning, uh, the middle of the 20th century, who's going to argue with that? No one can argue with that. Right. Every, everyone was affected by this. Everyone. Mm, okay.
Okay. Uh, and the reason why, okay, one thing I like to do is I think we should be joining forces in solving this problem. But I do think part of the problem is if we're not clear about what is the ultimate way to behave and the ultimate way be to behave, I think, is marriage. That's why I'm kind of digging down on that particular thing. But I definitely support Catholics or any Christian denomination to, you know, support marriage, get behind it, get the have more children, Orthodox Jews, the same thing. Um, so just to be clear where I'm coming from. Um, so the next thing I think is worth talking about is how to get married. Um, so first of all, again, in Islam, um, Prophet Muhammad says marriage is part of my way and whatever, and whoever does not follow my way has nothing to do with me. Get married for I will boast of your great numbers before the nations. So Prophet Muhammad is making it very clear what is the standard of behavior and within marriage you should have children. Okay. Um, so once that standard is clear, the Muslim community knows its responsibility, i.e. help assist people in getting married. Why is that really necessary? Because nowadays, if we're relying on apps, the apps only serve just 4% of the population, 4% of men. What, what that means is actually uh, assisting in prostitution because 4% of the men cannot have sex with, you know, most of the women and so it's encouraging a lot of immorality one night one night stands etc and it simply doesn't work it's not even assisting in marriages it's just assisting in prostitution free prostitution um but a community-based system where you know uncles and aunties as it were of the community are assisting that enables everybody to get married because you know, we're looking out for everybody who's not married so that they can be helped. It's not, there's no system in a community that says um, all the women go to these 4% of the people. That's not how these, let's say, arranged marriages or assisted marriages in the Islamic system works. And also on top of that, you've got background checks of the people, of the, you know, the quality of the families so that they last and making sure they have religious values so that the, um, uh marriages last as well as it, one of the major issues with these apps is you don't know whether the person wants to get married in the first place you've got a good selection of people who actually want to get married so in short my answer is what islam has it has community and that community helps people get married it's the age-old system of assisted marriages what's Christianity solution today. Christianity is first. Her, let me let me take a step back here. Okay, in England during the 18th 19th century, you had a huge surge of birth. Families were having big, big, lots of children, eight, ten children in a family. This is in England. It was largely the result of uh, Methodism, the effect that Methodism, which was a reform movement in the Anglican Church, had on public morals. Okay, that was deliberately destroyed. Uh, I wrote a book about it. It's called Libido Dominandi, Sexual Liberation and Political Control, uh, which documents how these uh, people, certain people, 
used their understanding of sexuality basically to break away from marriage and use it as a form of control for the population. Those people took over England. That's why it collapsed in England. You cannot understand the collapse of sexual morality unless you look into these forces, forces like uh, the Rockefellers in the United States. Now, how did that begin? Did it begin by promoting homosexuality? No. Did it begin by promoting abortion? No. They knew that this would be rejected. How did it begin? It began by promoting birth control. And this is the crisis in Islam as well as in Christianity. It just came later. This so I'm not sure if it's in Islam. I do agree now, let, in let Iran. Go on, go on. Yeah, yeah. This is, I'm, I'm, I'm saying Sorry. I've already said before that my experience is largely based on going to Iran. And, the, and I'm talking about, uh, by fo focusing this now, on the demographic crisis in Iran, okay, which began in 1989 yeah. when the Supreme Leader approved birth control. Before that, from 79, which is the beginning of the Islamic Revolution, to 89, there were huge birth uh, uh, growth in uh, demographic growth. The families were having seven uh, and eight children in Iran at this mm. time because it was a kind of religious fervor that swept through the country. That Can stopped. I ask you for, yes. for me to be educated? They have the have they always had the mutta marriages in Iran, i.e., the short term one day marriages? Yeah, I think they I have. think that's. Yeah, it's intriguing. So they managed to survive marriage despite having this very odd law. Okay, well, I don't, look, now you're, if you're asking me, when did the one day marriage come into existence? I don't know the answer to that mm. question. I yeah. know it's in existence now. I know that people, uh, uh, I know that it, the first topic, if we're going to discuss the issue, and I hope, I think we are going to discuss the issue in Iran because they have translated Libido Dominandi, the book I just mentioned, into Farsi. And I'm hoping that we can go there and have this type of discussion. But mm. I'm saying if you allow, if Islam allows a one-day marriage, you're undermining the whole point of marriage. Well, I, 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 it doesn't. There's nothing in Islam that I don't know how how the uh, how on earth they managed to develop this law. Well, and I me, think. Let yeah. me just focus. Let me just focus yeah. on Iran because yeah. I'm hoping to have this discussion exactly this discussion in Iran, and yeah. we're going to have to go there and we're going to have to say, look, there is a logos to sexuality, and the logos of sexuality, the grammar, is reproduction. It's not mm. the only part of sexuality, but if you exclude that part of from sexuality, you're going to have all kinds of problems, and all you have to mm. do is look at the West and see what happened. When, for example, the Church of England approved contraception in 1929, it has had a catastrophic effect on England as a whole, morally, culturally, whatever. That's yeah. what led, if you separate procreation from sexuality, you're going to end up with sodomy and transgenderism and the general mess that exists in England. And the same thing is true of Iran. If you separate procreation, Suddenly, you're going to have uh, people who just don't understand sexuality. If they don't understand that, there's no reason to get married. If there's no reason to get married, your life has no purpose. And the whole yeah. culture starts to unravel. Yeah. So I would just like to clarify why I believe that the one-day marriages cannot be part of Islam. Because to get divorced, it takes three menstrual cycles, three months. It just doesn't add up. Um, yeah, so that doesn't add up. Um and I think there was one other issue, but I forgot already. Oh, it's, it's very simple. I said, yeah. I, I met, I know a woman who came to England 
okay, fell in love with an Irishman and yeah. decided they decided they were going to get married. Her father flew up and she arranged a one-year marriage yeah. for them. Yeah, I'm just saying what they're doing doesn't seem to add up with the teachings of Islam. So they can do anything they want, but if it's not, it's, they, they can't blame I'm, Islam when they're teaching the different I'm just, I'm just saying from a natural law perspective, yeah. I, I simply asked the woman, yeah. what happens if you get pregnant during your one-year marriage? Who's going to raise the child? Yeah. Disaster. Yeah, that's, that's uh, the whole. So what? So wait a minute. So let's get back to basics here. I can't argue about your religion. That's your religion. I can't. No, argue sure, sure. About I'm just that. clarifying but what, why I can, believe. But what I can say, but yeah. what I can say is yeah. that a one-day marriage is irrational, and yeah. we have to be rational creatures. Yeah, we, that is irrational, and that's the discussion that has to take place in Iran. Is it rational or not? That's the discussion that basically failed. When I was in Qom, I'm trying yeah. to have a discussion with a mullah there, and he's he's crippled by basically the Islamic uh, understanding of sola scriptura. He mm. has no understanding of natural law. Everything, all mm. true, all truths come from the Quran. So in another instance, I was in, in Mashhad with the guy, and I started talking about the wheel because that's sort of where the wheel was invented on the steps of Asia. And he said, no, no, that's not true. I said, what do you mean it's not true? He said, a prophet explained how to invent the wheel. I said, wait a minute, how do you know that? He said, it's in the Hadith. Well, first of all, I don't, I don't have to accept the Hadith. Islam, Muslims don't have to accept the Hadith. Okay, it's not the Quran. But secondly, this is short-circuiting any type of rational discussion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. We should have some sort of historical evidence. That, so we have to have, just as you can have a rational discussion about where the wheel came from, because you can notice that certain, uh, archaeologically, it appears in mm. certain graves at a certain time, you should also be able to have a discussion about the rationality of sexuality, because okay. we, ha we have a duty to be rational. Sure. So I just want to get, I mean, I just want to clarify one, one other thing, that, because you mentioned it, but people might get a have a misunderstanding. Sure, in Iran, where they do seem to have laws that are against the Islamic teachings, generally speaking, all over the world, Muslims have the most children including in the west like for example in england we have muslims are five percent of the population and have ten percent of the children um so we've got a good track record it just to be clear just to clarify so i said earlier on part two is how to get married and i said uh community-based assisted or arranged marriages assisted marriage is my preferred term um, I'm trying to understand what your answer was. What, how do you help people get married? Do you just say stop having contraception? Because that could be a method. Because if they stop having contraception, maybe they have to commit to marriage. I'm not sure what your answer is. Could you just clarify what your answer is? To how, how, how to, do you, get, how how do to assist people getting married? Because first, the apps are not working. You have to explain the rationality of sexuality to these people. That's because it's been lost. Normally, up to this time, and this is true for Islamic culture, it is simply a matter of custom. This is the way it's done. Once you have this type of enlightenment, which is going to happen to the Muslims when they end up in England, because they're not in this big Islamic culture anymore, then you have to have a rational explanation. That's what has to take place in the Muslim, Islamic, whatever you want to call it, diaspora throughout the world. 
also the Hindu diaspora throughout the world. All of these diasporas now are in a situation where we're going to have to have a rational discussion because we can't rely on custom anymore. If you're an immigrant, you can't rely on custom. So do you you're call religion custom, by the way? Because when you say custom, Muslims are just following the teachings of Islam. So do you say custom, custom and custom, religion are the same thing? Custom is the embodiment of religion. There right. is no religious teaching that does not have to be embodied in a particular ethnic group or language. Hmm. Okay. Custom is the embodiment of that. Sure. Just clarifying how you use the term. That's, so I am okay. not excluding religion. I'm saying hmm. that all religion is embodied in certain customs. So if you're if you're a, a German from Bavaria, from Catholic Bavaria, you have all kinds of customs like the uh, Corpus Christi procession. All these things are the way you learn about your faith. It's through a community in Ireland. It's different because they have a different history in Ireland. All of these customs, uh, Islamic customs, we're all over the world. Hindu customs in India. I'm saying that when. You leave India, I know this for a fact, when you leave India and now you go to England, or when my ancestors left Germany and Ireland and came to America, you're faced with a new situation. What do you do? I'm saying the most successful adaptation that I know of was the ethnic parish in America, where basically if you showed up in Chicago, you had a neighborhood where you lived with other Irishmen, Germans, Poles, Croatians, or whatever. And that allowed you to have your own culture. That was yeah. destroyed after World War II by social engineering. Hmm. And that's what precipitated you, the crisis now in the church. You suggested that Muslims, I, I'm not sure if I'm fully understood, but you Muslims blindly follow... The teachings I didn't of say, I didn't say, oh, I didn't I'm, say I, maybe okay, maybe Muslims blindly do anything. Oh, I'm okay. saying, I'm saying that custom, uh, custom is a way of not thinking about things, you don't have to think about sure, it if no, it's a custom. Yep, and yep, so because... if you're if you're raised in a traditional culture, you don't have to be persuaded to get married. You mm. have the desire, you see, fall in love with some woman, and the culture just carries you through that. What I'm talking about is the disruption of culture that has taken place during my lifetime, yeah. which is all forms of control. And it began with birth control. That was the thin end of the wedge that allowed for the disruption of our culture. Cool. I agree. I think um, the benefit of religion, it can form cultures or customs so that most people, most people generally don't think about how they live their lives they just follow the norms and it's good to set better norms so i agree with you in that and i think it's great to set better norms rather than the norms we have right now which is not getting married and not appreciating children um so i think i understand your answer is for people to understand they're the reasoning behind marriage and if they understand the reasoning behind marriage they're more likely to get married and that's gonna okay help. is that what you're saying the question is what do you do when your traditional culture has been completely disrupted by let's say by migration hmm. what do you do okay well the best thing you can do is what what people do naturally is the the Muslims take over a neighborhood in London or the the Catholics the Irish take over a neighborhood in Chicago Mm -hmm. And so you replicate that culture in the new area. OK, but even there, you're now 
not in the same situation you were in before. Hmm. Because now you have to defend your position against the dominant culture. Sure. And if you sure. have to defend it, it's not you're outside of culture now. Because if it's culture, you never have to defend it because it's simply culture. And that's the way people do it. Sure. And that's it. So, OK, let's think Let's uh, we're in England or America. Um, and I would like the Christians and the Jews to have more children. Right. So uh, what I'm seeing is the Muslims have managed to keep having more children. And you're saying migration and things like that have upset the culture. What is the solution to, because I'm breaking this into three parts. So right now I'm on the part of how to get married. Is there any particular solution of how to help people get married, actually find the right person? I'll just ask it one more time. I won't repeat it any more times. I just want to, because I'm still a bit unclear about <laughs> The solution is the local community, uh, in particular, in a Catholic point of view, it's the local parish. A parish yeah. is geographical. A parish is where you come together to worship with people in your neighborhood. At that point, you're going to meet actual people who actually live near you, who share your same values. And this is generally how people get married. They Fantastic. meet someone uh, at that local community. The same is true of is Muslims. It's exactly true of everyone. The Quran. It's true yeah, of everyone. And, yeah, exactly. So what, I love you, that what you have to do yeah. is preserve the integrity of your local, local culture. Now, the Catholics couldn't do that because they uh, of race. The black people in the South were brought up from the South, uh, sent flooded into cities like Chicago deliberately to break up those ethnic neighborhoods. Because the ethnic neighborhood had no legitimacy and they deprived them of the legitimacy by saying, you people are white. They were not white. When, you, when Martin Luther King showed up in Marquette Park, he was greeted by Lithuanians. They didn't know they were white. They thought they were Lithuanians. And they all threw rocks at Martin Luther King, which is what he deserved. He got hit on the head with a rock. That's what he deserved because he was deliberately destroying their neighborhood by, by through identity theft, by claiming that these people were white. They were not white. That is the assault on the community yeah. that Catholics have had to endure in America for the entire 20th century. Yeah. So I'll take your answer as being, and I love this answer if this is your answer, because I don't want to probe on it anymore. Maybe the people, the viewers understand it better than I, I have. But if you're saying people should go back to church once a week at least i think that's a fantastic answer i think that's one of the reasons why islam is so strong because you're supposed to meet five times a day um at least once a week and friday prayers and i think that's very important to build community and when you have community you start having a solution for all sorts well you start having community solutions you can't have community solutions without community so that's really important i also want to say thank you very much for all the comments on the side i think we're going to go through the comments um, really quickly in a, at the after this next section, which is how to stay married. Um, so how to stay married. Um, I'm going to say essentially, uh, I hate the word gender roles. I'm going to go with sex roles because gender is a made up word just to confuse people. There's no such thing as a gender. It's you're, you're either a man or a woman. You don't feel like anything. Um, so uh, and I'll quote the Quran, men. Uh, and so you can only have gender or sorry, sex roles when they're really clearly defined. Uh, so in the Quran, we've got men are protectors and maintainers of women because Allah has made them 
one of them, or men excel women, uh, and because they spend out of their wealth. So the righteous women are devoutly obedient, guarding their husbands, yeah, guarding in their husband's absence whatever Allah has made them to guard. It's a rough translation. So they basically taking care of property, the property of the husband. And very clearly it says, men are the leaders of the household and women are supposed to be obedient. Um, so that's, Islam's really clear on that. And I think that makes, just like in any organization, you need leadership. You don't have leadership, you don't have organization. Um, and You're right, I agree. Yeah. The, so, man, yeah, the, Catholic, the Catholic Church teaches that the man is the head of the family. Fantastic. If you want, if you want a successful marriage, you have to accept this fact that the man is the head of the family. Now, how do you, how do you, how does the culture undermine this fact uh, by not paying a decent wage? The Catholic Church fought for something called the family wage for the entire 20th century up till 1960, the revolution. What does that mean? A family wage means that a man by himself, simply earning his wage, can support his family so that his wife can stay home and raise the children. Henry Ford believed in the family wage. This is what made America a great manufacturing power. That is one of the main aids to family stability and keeping families together. When, when the black, black family was never strong because of slavery, other things like that, when uh, Daniel Patrick Moynihan tried to institute these principles, he was shouted down in 1963 because the WASP elite, the Protestants, wanted to use birth control as the solution uh, to disrupt black fertility. They wanted to weaken the black family because they weren't black families functioning better before birth control, and then that's when things went really bad. All families function better before birth control. Hmm. Birth control is toxic for family life. Mm -hmm. You cannot Great, yeah. separate pro procreation from sexuality. If you do, yeah. you're going to have a catastrophe. And we've learned that in spirit in experience. Is there any, I think there is a teaching in Catholicism, or I should just say Christianity, where it forbids birth control. Clearly in Absolutely. Islam, it says, do not kill your children out of fear of poverty in the Quran. So is there something right. similar in the Bible? It's good yeah. to, I want to team up with Christianity and say, this is the way forward because I care about all human beings. Right. So what's we, the we, quote we have the to understand what we share and what we have yeah. in common. That's right. And that is the logos of sexuality, which means birth control is wrong. What it's is, what is the biblical teaching to say that we shouldn't use or reduce birth control or, I mean, I think birth control, so the Islamic point of view is don't use birth control for fear of poverty because God is the one who provides. But if you've got another reason, some medical reason, that's okay. What would be the biblical teaching on this? Do you have any idea? I don't expect yeah, you to memorize Yeah, of course it is. But... It's not, look, we, we do not operate according to the sola scriptura. Hmm. So the Didache specifically forbids, one of the early Christian documents forbids pharmakia, which is the Greek word for uh, birth control, abortion, drugs, whatever. Okay, that's okay. that's what it means. Just that to clarify, is that in the Bible or some additional writing? The, the Didache is teaching that is derived from the scripture. Right, okay. So it's because birth control, it's not an issue in uh, uh, Palestine in the first century. It's, it's not a big issue. It was mm. a real issue in Rome, but it wasn't an issue there. So Jesus Christ is not going to bring it up 
uh, to people where it has no meaning. Jesus Christ had nothing to say about homosexuality. That doesn't mean it's okay. It just means that it wasn't a problem in, in Palestine where he preached. So this yeah. is this is the, the crucial. You have to, if you want to preserve the family, you have to uh, avoid birth control. You cannot practice it under any circumstances. I'm talking about contraception now. Con mm. The deliberate chemical interference into sexual intercourse to prevent uh, conception. That is wrong and you cannot tolerate it. And this again is part of the problem with Islam because they don't have a clear teaching on it. The Supreme Leader introduced You mean Iran, it. Iran, not Islam. Okay, sorry, yeah, yeah. Because I just told you the teaching of birth control just now, but a bit in Iran. I don't, th I don't yeah. look, I've talked to uh, Sunni Muslims yeah, as well. Sure. There is no clear teaching on birth control. Interesting. No clear teaching. Sure. Not, I mean, yeah. so, but the main thing, so when it becomes a crisis, the church will issue a statement, and that was Humane Vitae, the encyclical uh, reaffirming the traditional ban on birth control that was issued in 1968. 1968 is when the mm. crisis became unavoidable. Mm. Okay. I, I was just going to add uh, one more quote and then build on to what I think is what would, um, so I've quoted from the Quran about gender roles and obedience and leadership. And there was another, there's a saying of Prophet Muhammad, when you select somebody and that the way you select affects how you stay married. And that is a woman is married for four things, her wealth, her family status, her beauty and her religion. So you should marry the religious women, otherwise you'll be the losers. And you can see you'll be the losers because people won't have moral values. But what does that mean? First of all, in the Quran, it says good men are for good women, bad men are for bad women. So you've got to be a good man also to, so it's not just one-sided. So a man, to marry a religious woman, you also have to be equally religious. And then there are so many benefits of that first of all at least you're going to follow the quranic teachings of leadership who's in charge and of course it's a benign kind leadership in the quran like prophet muhammad said um uh, those who are best to their wives uh, the best muslims are those who are best to their wives and i am the best of those so being kind is very important just to clarify that but also having a purpose to the marriage keeps the marriage alive in many, many interesting ways that are becoming more and more apparent. So, for example, I just read, I think, yesterday or the day before yesterday, or sorry, not read, more like listened on, on YouTube um, by a psychologist. He said the main reason for pornography or addiction to pornography is meaningless in your life. So the more meaningless your life is, the more you're going to be addicted to pornography. So if you're very, let's say, righteous or religious you're very clear on your direction and purpose in life and that's going to protect you there's so many benefits of being religious so that's how i would stay that would be my islamic argument for staying married having being religious therefore you follow the islamic teachings of leadership obedience and anything else uh, and purpose and direction in your life and having children especially and, um that's effectively part of it but yeah um what would you like to say i think yeah, said, i if, think we've agreed if, if you, already something something uh, pornography is completely toxic it will mm. wreck your marriage and that's why it's being promoted because the cult the oligarchs want to wreck your marriage the speech I gave all over Iran began with the statement of talking about the Israelis 
rolling into Ramallah in 2002 and taking over the TV stations and broadcasting pornography. Mm. Why do you think the Israelis broadcast pornography to the Palestinians? Because they wanted to liberate them? No, because they know that pornography in disrupting traditional cultures like the Palestinian culture. It's proof that pornogra pornography is a form of social control. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, people are not aware that if you look at pornography, it's pornography dictates to you your sexual tastes. You think you're, you control it, but by watching it, your mind is plastic. And this, I mean, this is what I've been learning from psychologists that we think we develop our own taste, but actually it's taste developed by what we see on a repeated basis. So, yeah, yeah I, I I, and, and secondly, I'm talking about young people now who are not married. Uh, the best way to make yourself unattractive to the opposite sex is by watching pornography because it, it darkens the mind and it, it, it cr uh, cripples the will. And so you will become so uh, isolated. That's the whole point of pornography. It, it makes you isolated. You can't talk to people. You're off in some fantasy world and you can't make a proper approach to members of the opposite sex, which means you can't get married ultimately. That does, mm. I'm not saying this is coincidence. This is the point of pornography mm. to prevent marriage. So to reduce the entire population to isolated individuals who cannot resist government controls. Yeah. Because and the best re the best way to resist government control is to have a strong family. That's why they're waging war on the family. So, I mean, I think, as I say, we should be teaming up on certain ideas of, for example, stopping looking at pornography uh, by quoting teachings of our respective religion. So um, Prophet Muhammad said, the adultery of the eyes is looking at what is sinful and the adultery of the tongue is speaking what is sinful and the heart does... Uh, and the heart desires and yearns and the private parts. I can't understand the last part. Basically, there's you should avoid looking at things that is not permissible for you. So you should not be looking at women who are not married to you. You should be careful of what you look at. Is there any similar teaching in Christianity? I'm sure. Yes, of course there is. There is. It's, called, it's called custody of the eyes. Yeah. You have cool. to keep your eyes under control. And pornography is a flagrant violation of custody of the eyes. Fantastic. Yeah. And so the more we can repeat these things and people realize it's part of their religion, the more they're going to be safeguarded because they know this is God's law and not just God's law. It's logical. We can see, as you're saying, pornography destroys marriages. Statistically, if you look at pornography, you're more likely to get divorced than what a surprise it's not well it is a surprise to a lot of people because they don't understand psychology they don't understand that when they're looking at all these different women they're mentally comparing all these women who don't actually exist in reality first of all they've had lots of plastic surgery but what the human mind does it collects all the different attributes of different women and puts them into one impossible woman and says is your wife does your wife compare to that probably not right and then, and it's a perverted idea that you 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 probably don't want your wife looking anything like this perverted idea of, you know, I don't know, huge different parts. I I, I, um, I once yeah. I once saw an ad, mm. and the ad is this guy watching some attractive lady on a video screen, and then the the actual lady shows up in the room, and he looks at her, and then he turns away and keeps looking at the screen. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Yeah, that, that I think it, yeah. 
I can understand that, it because that's exactly what happens. Life. This this fantasy world of unreal, yeah. unre unreality will replace the world you live in if you yeah. let it. So that's yeah. why you can't allow yourself to enter into that world. Yeah, I agree. I think sometimes I feel scared looking at, and, and I don't want to be insulting. I feel sorry as well for people who have had plastic surgery because it looks so unnatural and scary in real life. So maybe it looks better on TV for some reason. I'm not sure, but I don't think so either. But yeah. Okay, great. So loads of comments and um, loads of uh, points in the comments. Maybe I'll go in reverse order or shall I go? For, I'll go from the top. That's fairest, I think. So I'm going to zoom through them and see whatever comes up. So there are lots of fans of yours here. So I'm not sure what cozy time means, but uh, a lot of people saying that. Okay. I have, uh, a, I have a program on cozy every Friday at five o'clock. Oh, I see. Okay. So, okay. That's, uh, so that's why people are saying that. Um, and another fan of yours. Okay, so first sort of thing we can sort of talk about, Reform, Judaism, Reformation. I'm not sure what that means, but I'm not sure where we can go with that. But What's this? What's I'm, not question? I'm not sure if it's a question. Just I'm just going through all the comments. And uh, I'm not sure Judaism wants Reformation. I think it's... Uh, or, Actually, I don't know what to say about that, to be honest. I was just trying to squeeze out a question. Okay, Marxist and the breakdown of the nuclear family. Any thoughts about that? If you can think of what that means. Can... Say that again. What is, what's the... Well, I'm not sure if it's exactly a question, but it's sort of a comment. So Marxist and the breakdown of the nuclear family. So I suppose Marxists are our modern-day leftists who don't believe in any rules. If I'm trying to Com communism proposed the destruction of the family, mm. uh, it got put into action by Alexandra Kollontai in the Soviet Union in the early 20th century, and it was a catastrophe for the Russian people, and they had to abandon it. So yeah. when Stalin came, finally came to power, he drove all of these elements out and reinstituted a family policy which reached its pinnacle during World War II when Stalin would give the mother hero medal to women who had 10 children. So they had to repudiate, even Marxists had to, the Soviet Union had to repudiate sexual liberation. Mm, yeah, Marxism is essentially, essentially godlessness and kills all moral values that keep family together is my I would be my response. If we want to achieve economic freedom, then get rid of the Judaics. I won't. I don't know. I don't really want to. Say, I'm not really going to say bad things about Jews easily. Um, there are good Jews and bad Jews, and they're not not all Jews. Can, are I, can I can I try try and parse that? Okay, uh, there are on. there are two. I wrote a book called Barren Metal: A History of Capitalism as the Conflict Between Labor and Usury. There are two options. There is the Catholic option and the Jewish option. The Catholic option is that labor is the source of all value which leads to the family wage and paying the worker a decent wage. The Jewish uh, option is usury, which is riba in the Islamic world. And uh, it means lending money, borrowing money at interest, and that will wreck every culture that allows it. And that's exactly what's yeah. happening to the United and so States that, right now. And the Islamic option would be not to have usury because that causes inflation. We could talk about that at some point, but yeah. Um, that's why not everybody takes that option. I'm not sure. Sorry about being late on that. Are you? Uh, yeah, excuse sorry. me. Are you? Are you reading? I'm seeing col columns, uh, comments here on the right side. 
right yes, hands. I'm I, going through they, them. They, Okay. Well, the so same you, thing. You, you can maybe I should. No, pick I, I'm, not, I'm not saying I want to pick them. I'm just saying it seems that there are a lot of intelligent comments over here. Yes, yeah, sorry. And what, okay. and what you're reading here are—they're not even questions. They're just yeah, fragments sure. that, that we have yeah, to interpret. Sure. Let's just look for actual questions then. Um, okay. Here we go. Where are the questions? If you spot a question, please tell me, Michael. Um, another reason I can. I can see comments, fairly useful comments. I'm not sure exactly questions, but maybe people would, um, I suppose I, I, this is a, one of the more well-formed ones or more longer ones. Any reason for pornography is wives influenced by feminism and TV withholding the marital debt, which I think that's interesting, maybe. People, maybe I'm understanding that Wives are not. I'm not sure what the marital debt is, but maybe the 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 marital wife, debt is the marital yeah. debt is having sexual intercourse. Right. That's what you I have. You mentioned. have a duty. You have a duty as husband or wife to engage in sexual intercourse. Okay. Now it's what this. Agreed, this seems way. to yeah. me by this seems to me to be a justification for pornography. Yeah. So if your wife doesn't want to have sex with you for whatever reason, that's not an excuse to watch pornography. Wrong. It's wrong. Mm. If that's what you're saying, the answer is no. There is no excuse to watch pornography. Hmm. I mean, I would agree. And so in Islam, there's a teaching, or Prophet Muhammad said that even if your wife is in the middle of cooking and you ask her for sex she should agree to it so there's a similar teaching in islam um which doesn't always happen especially if somebody's westernized i would say uh any other comments read humane vitae humane vitae that's the encyclical vitae. i mentioned okay reasons against birth control so do you want to clear me up on what he's saying maybe where's what's the question yes uh he says read humano vitae by saint paul the for reasons against birth control so well I that's the that's the catholic church's that. encyclical i've already right. mentioned that it came out oh, okay, in 1978 fine. it reaffirmed the traditional position which is that you cannot allow artificial birth control you not can allow any type of chemical or mechanical intervention into the sex act that's always wrong. Um, I'm trying to understand this comment. They did it with the sword because the prophet was a warrior, probably a warrior, a, probably a warrior with an A. Um, now they are doing it with mothers who make four to five children. I'm trying to work out what that means. I, I, I don't understand the no. question. Okay. Actually, okay, here's a, actually Jews have conquered everywhere now, but we are not allowed to know this. I suppose you would agree. And I would agree. I, I agree with that. Yeah, the, Jews, the Jews dominate yeah. our culture. Uh, the abortion was a totally Jewish project. Uh, it got imposed on the United States for almost 50 years. It was overturned. The Supreme Court decision overturned it in uh, a year ago. And at that point, the Jews announced that abortion is a fundamental Jewish value. Hmm. That is something we all need to say here. If I mean, can I? Can we dif differentiate between Judaism and Zionism? Because I don't think abortion is a Jewish value. It's the opposite of a Jewish value. But it might be a Zionist value. No, which is, no, no. Sorry, no, Zionism no, and atheist. No, 
No, I look. We're all, we yeah. all don't want. No one wants to say the word Jew. Polite people okay. never say the word Jew. But yeah. this four hundred Jewish organizations have come out and said abortion is a fundamental Jewish value. We can't use the euphemism Zionism to deflect attention from what they're saying. Okay, okay, we could go. Yeah, if there are Jews ethnically, people who are ethnically Jews saying that, then you could argue that. Yeah, okay. Islam has been trying to conquer Europe. For the last 20, 1,200 years, Islam conquered Turkey and North Africa, Spain, Eastern Europe. Yep, we're trying to conquer the world. I wouldn't agree with that. I disagree with that. Um, Catholics should say the rosary every day and ask the Blessed Mother to help finding your husband and wife. Um, in the rosary, what when it's the rosary beads, what do you exactly say? Because it's similar to what I think Muslims might do. They say... All praise belongs to Allah 33 times. Uh, Alhamdulillah, subhanAllah, God is the most high 33 times. Allahu Akbar, which is God is the greatest 34 times. What do they say in the rosary? Okay, the uh, first prayer of the rosary is the Our Father. Do I have to recite the Our Father? Or does oh, no, not the whole the thing. No, no. Okay, uh, the second, then you go and you pray. Ten, ten bees are the Hail Mary. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. You say that prayer 10 times, then you say glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. And then you start in on the next decade, which is another uh, meditation on uh, part of uh, Christ's life uh, here okay. on earth. So in Islam, I'm, I'm trying to get a summary of that idea and then how that links to finding your husband or wife. I think anything spiritual and keeping you in a spiritual track, like, for example, uh, thanking God, realizing God is the highest and God is the most powerful, as we do in Islam, after sitting after every prayer, you're supposed to do something like that. Um, I can imagine that would keep you righteous of righteous mindset and focused on God. And since God wants you to get married, that might help you and also asking god for help in that way would help you get married but how, of course would, it would. You, would you agree with the how do you how would you connect as from a Christian, you, the rosary there's, there's nothing wrong with praying that god will br uh, bring you to your wife or your husband there's nothing wrong with that god is yeah. interested in helping you out and this is yeah. one of the fundamental fundamental uh, uh passages in your lifetime finding so uh, a wife or a husband that's a crucial, right. that is the most important thing that any 20, any man in his 20s or woman in her 20s can do. There's nothing more important than that, uh, including going to college and getting an education. Hmm. Nothing's yeah. more important than that at this period of your life. And if you're involved in pornography, you're, you're not in the game. The phone is off the hook. God can't talk to you if you take the phone off the hook. And the best way to take it off is you know, watching pornography. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I'm looking for maybe what's this saying here? Um, marriages serve the purpose apart from having children. Barren couples are still getting sacramental grace. Um, purpose of sex is still present. Um, right. Yeah. I agree with that. Homana yeah. uh, Vitae said there are two purposes, the procreative and the unitive. The unitive unites man and woman together so that they can proceed through life uh, together and have a successful life. Yeah, uh, that was not the issue in 68. The issue in 68 was the procreative aspect and the belief that you could separate the procreative and still have the unitive. You can't do it. 
Yeah, so we okay. got a similar teaching in Islam, which is there's three essential things that are, uh, as I mentioned from the Quran, comfort, protection, and beauty. So comfort, like softness between each other, and then protection from immorality of all sorts, and then you become a better human being by sticking with another person, being patient enough to develop long-term relationships which makes you a better that's true but i do i agree with what the person said here is that barren couples are still getting sacramental grace if you if through no fault of your own you cannot have children that is that is not going to disrupt the union that you have with the spouse what i'm talking about is the deliberate disruption of uh the fertility of the woman that will cause problems yeah I would agree. And I think Islam would uh, encourage people to adopt if they can't have children because it said there's no uh, household without children is unblessed. So have adopt children if you can't have your own children. Um, and that will make your marriage more beautiful. But of course, you know, you. Yeah. OK. Um, I think we have more in common with Muslims than Jews. That is my yeah, opinion. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I agree. They, we we can work together with uh, Muslims. Uh, Jews have to convert. They have to give up their rejection of logos. If you mm. if they do not give it up, they will become a permanent revolutionary force that will destroy your everyone's culture. I think Muslims. Okay, I think Muslim Jews and Christians have things in common. The more they follow their actual religions, what, what is the Jewish that? religion? What is the Jewish religion? I just told you, four hundred Jewish. You follow the, no, no, the no. Old Testament. I, ju- I just no, no, no. At no, least, no. Yeah. no, no. I just told you, four hundred Jewish organizations said that abortion is a fundamental Jewish value. If abortion is your fundamental Jewish value, you are not worshiping Yahweh. You are worshiping Moloch. Sure. We have okay. to be clear. Can about I just this. ask you because I don't know about that particular information? But can I ask you, those four hundred organizations are they? Do they include Orthodox Jews yes. who have lots it's of across children? the spectrum? It's it's virtually unanimous. Now there are certain people. Just because it's a Jewish organization doesn't mean that every Jew agrees. The with reason that. I'm confused is because Orthodox Jews in Israel have about ten children each. How right. could they be supporting abortion? A good question. They support it for the goyim, but not for themselves. A, a rabbi, goyim as in the non, the Gentiles. Yeah. No, I, I said this. The, uh, yeah. I met a rabbi, an Orthodox rabbi, who was a, the a friend, uh, the brother of a good friend of mine. And I, this is three years ago. This is in the 1970s. I brought it up, and I brought up abortion. He said, "We don't care whether the uh, goyim kill their children. We just don't want Jews killing their children." That's the Orthodox position. Um, the Muslims allow for contraceptions. Why? So Muslims allow for contraceptions. Why? Well, the teachings in is, the teaching of Islam is that do not kill your children out of fear of poverty. So if you have a reason other than that, then you've got. So for example, um, so we're talking about what was it contraception? Yeah, health. Let's say you can't have any more children because of um, you've had lots of C-sections and you, your womb is too wounded and it's dangerous for you to have more children, for example, if that makes any sense. So that could be a possibility. What do you think about that? Medical no, reasons for contraception? No. There are even no medical. There even are no, deadly for the wife? The, there, the, are, the there are no medical reasons for contraception. So I'm just no, giving you an no example. 
If you've I had look, lots of seasons, I know, I know you know what, what the, I know what the examples are. Yeah. I we've been through this. If the 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 you do not have a, a duty to have sexual intercourse at every moment of the day. Okay, do you if if there are medical reasons that uh, pregnancy would be dangerous to the life of the mother, then you have to abstain during the fertile period. There's only a few days, maybe hours during the month when the woman is fertile. If you can ascertain that, then you have no duty to have sexual intercourse at that moment. You can have sexual intercourse at other moments, and that allows you to have sexual intercourse without getting pregnant. That is not a sin because all you're doing is not having sex, and there's nothing sinful about not doing something. Yeah, I would agree to some extent. I think we've got a middle way that we both agree on, that like, if it's dangerous for the woman, you're essentially saying don't have sex when you're fertile. Um, so, yeah, okay, cool, yeah. And I would agree, I'd avoid you know, big farmers' products because they can do all sorts of damage that you don't understand. There's all sorts of chemicals and condoms and things that, so I'd agree in that sense if you can avoid it. Um, okay, let's make this the last one because we've gone over an hour and I don't want to take more of your time, but I really do appreciate whatever time you've given, Michael. The two cultures and religions are irreconcilable. Um... I don't think that's a good way. That's not the best way forward. I think we do have a ton in common and we need to work in together and making the world a better place. That would be my position. The, the Quran says things like that. It says, um, uh, find a word common. I say, oh, people of the book, find a word common between you. And there's a couple of things that you should find in common, i.e. one God and things like that so that would be my argument find what we have in common and work yeah. together on those things I'm, you? yeah i'm saying that what we have in common is logos is mm. rationality and mm -hmm. that we can come to some type of modus vivendi we don't have to be at war with each other we can come so, to some type of modus vivendi simply by focusing on the logos that unites us that's the whole point of what i'm trying to do uh, in iran if inshallah i ever get there to do the book tour for libido dominandi. I'm saying that there is a logos to sexuality, and if we focus on that, we will be able to live peaceably with each other. I'm just kind of going, I'm trying to pick one more good one, and then that's it. Um, I, so I'm trying to, I mean, I feel like this one's good. Uh, unable to find it. Yeah, I feel like this is a good one. This is a really good one, and then we'll leave it. Okay. I'm not unmarried because I don't want to get married. I'm not married because I'm unable to find a girl, not even at church because it's mostly or only kids or old ladies. So this is, I suppose, a problem in the church nowadays because very few people go to the church um, and it's very old people. The older generation that are the few remaining people going to church Um in a mosque, I don't think that's a problem. What would you say is the solution, Michael, to this problem? I'm, I'm having trouble figuring this this out. I think he, he's, he's saying only old. He he he's a young man. He can't have sex with an old woman who's his grandmother's age, and that's the remaining people going to church in his area and many areas. What would you suggest is the solution? Go to a church young... where they have young people. There are plenty of them over here. Uh, uh, so so migrate to, where's your state? <laughs> Indiana. Indiana, go to <laughs> Indiana. It's, it, maybe 
is worth it, really. Some people like literally. I know people who are trying to move away from England. Go to Dearborn. Dearborn is a, a Muslim city in uh, Michigan. Oh yeah. If you want, if you want a mu Muslim city, go to Dearborn. You'll find lots of young people, uh, Lebanese and Yemenis. There, it's full of those people there. A convert to Islam, and you'll probably get married very quickly. Uh, if if yeah. on the other hand this person is saying i don't have i don't feel i have a duty to get married that's no, true. You i do, think he he's saying do, he wants to you, get married if you want to get married that's fine you don't have a duty to get married not everyone oh. has a duty to get married no but he doesn't want to be celibate he doesn't want to become a monk so you said either you want to become a monk or you should get married so he wants right. to get married so i'm i'm not married because i'm unable to find a girl i'm not married I am I'm not, not married, married because, because I'm not able to find a girl, not yeah. even a church. Okay, that's a problem. I understand. Yeah. yeah. So, Say a prayer that God will bring this girl yeah. into your life. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that as well. And yeah, other than that, if it doesn't work, become a Muslim. We'll sort you out. Uh, contact <laughs> me. Contact me. We've got, we've, got we've got marriage departments to get people married. So, okay. Thank you so much for your time. Um, that was fantastic. I would like to say we agree on a lot of things. I tried to find some of the differences. I did uh, because I think some of the differences shouldn't be differences, like the case of Jesus Christ. I think he's a prophet of God, and he should be an example for whether you, whether whoever he is, he's in it. But okay, so I'm covering old ground. I don't want to cover old ground. So let's, let's stop that train of thought. There's so many things that we have in common. I did try to go over certain things we i thought we didn't agree on because of let's say misunderstandings or inaccuracies in teachings but other than that um i really support your movement to support families because that is not happening enough i think if we're talking about london uh muslims and christians should unite in fighting transgenderism homosexuality abortion and pornography there's a natural basis there and we should ally ourselves politically with each other to just to to stop these things yeah cool uh i'm just going to say on the video i'm going to ask you for one more at least one more show where i want to go through a very interesting biblical story would you be interesting in going through the possibility of jesus uh, going to India it might sound strange at first, but I'm going to go through the biblical account and prove with many bits of evidence from the Bible as to how he survived the cross and he necessarily had to go to India as well as other places where he promised to go to lost the, the remaining 10 tribes of Israel outside Judea where the biblical account is limited to would you be interested in that discussion michael i i, I think th this is the nestorian christ the muslims got it from the nestorian heresy yeah. uh nader talib zada uh did a movie a film about the life of jesus based on on this uh idea uh i don't think it's i don't think it's true i i really don't see any point in 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 debating something like that Okay, uh, okay. Let me just say one bit and tell me what you think about it, and then you can tell me if we're okay. worth debating. So, for example, uh, there's, there's so many things I could say, but um, Pontius Pilate, for example, he is the expert at that time in that area on killing people by crucifixion. And he was surprised that Jesus had died 
in that time when he was told Jesus had died. And how do you know this? Because he it, says that in the Bible. Uh, it's not the Bible I read. Definitely in the Bible. He's surprised. But we can we can we can check that people. So it, it, very interesting when when I when we discussed last time and I said a few things in the Bible, the people yeah. on your channel agree with me. Your my your is that your God and my God is it, is that did you bring that up the last time? Yes, that's in the Quran. Uh, that's no, what someone think, someone wrote to me. I, I'm not familiar with that at all. I kept thinking, where is this passage? Someone told me it's in the Quran, but it's not in the there Bible. There were biblical quotes. Um, my God and your God. Yeah, definitely in the Bible. But I didn't get all my biblical references there. But I went to your channel, one of your many channels in the, is it Bumble? What's the other channel um, where you can say anything you want and you don't get in trouble? Um, it should. No, Andrew Tate's on it. Um, three Odyssey, Rumble, no, Odyssey. Rumble, Rumble. That's the one. Rumble. Yeah, Rumble. and so there are people who reference my biblical quotes and agree with all of them. Well, tell um, me where, where, tell me where it is, and I'll look it up. Um, sure. Okay, maybe quickly get it up since we're talking. Uh, Bible, my God and your God. Okay. I should share my screen. That would be a good way to do it. So, share. You, you can just, we, we've gone, oh, I, we've pretty much uh, exhausted this uh, yeah, discussion okay. here. Send yeah, it yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Send oh, it, send it to you personally. Yes, yes, yes. Send sorry, it to me. Send a citation to my email account. Yeah, sure. At jones at culturewars.com. I mean, and yeah, then I'll look email. into it. I'll look okay, into cool. It. I'll, I'll send you that as well as some of the biblical ideas and if you're interested we can do it but i won't put you on the spot right now thank you so much for your time peace be upon you assalamu alaikum this Salam. is the old jewish christian way of saying bye as well isn't it <laughs> you do agree but you you'd agree right peace be upon you right assalamu alaikum salam shalom okay salam bye thank you for your time bye, -bye.